0: into Thanksgiving weekend. Because we are, we cover the dumbest sport in the world, college football, what happens on this weekend? Ryan Nanny joining us from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. What happens on this weekend?
1: This weekend upcoming or the one previous to? No, the, no, no,
0: no, no, no. This weekend upcoming. I just want to frame this for everybody. Oh, oh, you know, what a, oh what a, well. What a dumb sport we cover.
1: Well, we get, I mean, we get the most important game of the year, Texas, Texas a and
0: actually that's that that game hasn't occurred for several no, years
1: no that's but why wouldn't it those are he, two teams that you know you see, you have see, have they, have no love lost for one another it's a tradition actually, and
2: two two prestigious powers with uh-huh. uh, just delivering excellent seasons every year um sure their fans are constantly jawing online i don't why would they do that if they're not rivals spencer
0: right this is this is when i hand the ball to ryan anticipating that he's going to take several productive dribbles and progress us closer to the basket. Oh, and I'm instead, sorry. W-
1: was this a toss sweep on the goal line?
0: Like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> it said, like Stefan Marbury the balls <laughs> just going. He's just shooting deep threes. What I wanted you to say is that, that we have rivalry weekend, which is cool. And also this, that what else is happening on rivalry weekend? Oh, Thanksgiving. A national holiday. Well, yeah.
1: But, th- I mean, sh- that's when we get to watch Texas, Texas A&M. Because, again, it's a it's a cherished tradition. It's just that, you know, Texas Texas isn't feeling well this year, so playing the role will be LSU. Oh, that's one way of looking at it. And, you know, if you think of it as, you know, a uh, former national champion that can't quite get back to that level. School that has recently fired its coach. Uh, I-, I mean, the parallels are there.
0: Texas, Texas A&M to LSU with te- as Texas proxy is like dumping me. Extremely- we just
1: need Harry Connick Jr. to play the uh, McConaughey role for LSU. It's, well, close, right. no, it's, is-
2: it's closer than you think. I mean, ignore the culture. Look at the product.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's a little closer than I think, but LSU is like Texas's sketchy, well, bro- sketchy brother. I
2: mean, if we're talking institutionally, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's all that much sketchier, man. I mean, like the Les Miles firing drama. Listen, Mac Brown did that shit. Mac Brown did that shit Uh, right now. Currently, Charlie Strong is unofficially fired, but everyone knows he's fired. This I mean, man, Texas has got some LSU in them.
0: You know who doesn't care about this is Charlie Strong.
2: (laughs) No, he (laughs) He does. does.
1: He does. You saw the press conference. Dude cares a lot. Oh, he—it's
2: easier he to take if we
0: tell ourselves he doesn't. No, okay, no, he, he—he's—he knows. I don't understand what this fake drama about. Well, is he fired or not? That y'all, he's fired. He knows yeah. he's been gone for weeks, weeks, like the better part of a month. I mean, I, he, it, maybe it, he was no, hanging there. No, I don't
1: know. Tom, I, yeah. Herman, yeah. Tom Herman beat Louisville, and he lost to. We shouldn't. <clears> we shouldn't. <throat> we should not. We should not uh really downplay how much of a nail in the coffin. Kansas is not a nail in the coffin. Losing to Kansas is the whole coffin.
2: Kansas is like the dirt on top of the it's, coffin. It's the mausoleum. Yeah, like it's,
1: it's it's the, like the, a custom mausoleum where you're like, damn, this is bigger than some people's apartment. This is nice, Kansas. Thank you.
0: I mean I mean, we're we're going to talk at length about Charlie Strong and about Texas because I I, I procedurally I have no expectation for Texas to not fuck this up because that's just what they've
1: done for the past
0: mm, 3 years, 4 years. The, the good of, news is
1: they don't have they they have a better situation at athletic director than they did when Charlie Strong came to Texas. Do they? I mean, I they, mean they they, really, they, they do don't they. have Patterson anymore. I know everyone
0: hated Steve Patterson. And 2-8. he was ba- and he was man. bad at his job. Yeah, but and they might have a a slightly better athletic director, but there are so many hands in the pie there and so much dick swinging that goes on at the University of Texas. That's the one thing I don't think is exaggerated. I think the good things about Texas are probably given too much credit, I think the bad things are probably played up too much. But do you know how many rich people care about what happens at the University of Texas athletics department? Too many. One of them died that, you know, last year, that took a big chunk out of the
1: equation. And there's still too many people involved there. What if we move the Raiders to Austin? Like, the Raiders aren't, don't want to stay in Oakland. And okay. San, An- hell, hell no. San Antonio's been thrown around, Las Vegas. Why not move them to Austin? Let's give rich people in the Austin area something else to gripe about and spend their money on.
0: I like this. It's also a growing city. It's also, let's see, costume-friendly. I think a lot of people would be fine with that. Raiders fans would probably have to learn how to wear the white dress shirt with khakis, right? But with the body armor over it, right? Mm -hmm. With the, like, battle armor.
1: And Mark Davis already kind of has burnt orange hair.
0: This is all... This is... This is all working.
1: It's all falling into place. Um, Yeah.
2: I mean, it's... um, Texas is being Texas. Just when you thought Texas has an easy easy decision in front of it, um, the, a, a coach, a, 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 a struggling but popular coach, finally did something that can't be forgiven with his record. You know, if he was if he was nine and two and he lost to Kansas, and it's ah, well, that sucks. Don't do that again. You know, but it, you, there's there is no defensive. You, you can't keep him now. And I would like Texas I would like still to still finding a way to make it weird.
1: I would like to I would like to offer one silver lining for Charlie Strong. Cuz this sucks for him and Charlie Strong generally I I think is a good coach. I you know, hope he can succeed somewhere else. Um Do you know who 27 uh 2017 Texas opens their season against at home? Oh who? Uh I'm I'm going to confirm this cuz I don't want to I don't want to get it wrong. Um it's Maryland. <laughs> and, and all I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this. It's better to get fired at the end of this season than hang on and maybe lose to Maryland to start 2017.
2: Well, I think this just means the next coach really is walking into a dream situation. Like this, it's a young, talented roster. Um, and you get to play Maryland next year.
1: Sure. They also play USC on the road. So.
2: Well, Lane Kiffin will have those boys ready to go.
0: (laughs) I would also point out a couple of really weird things about this. Because, yeah, you can get mad about how Texas is handling this. Obviously, like, I'm not going to care about that because I didn't have any expectations. Right? And and I don't... Charlie's probably already, like, agent lined up, got the lawyer working, right? What's his buyout? We got 10 mil? Uh, Something like that.
1: That's, that's the, never mind. That's the silver lining.
0: 10 mil. Well, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, after taxes, what, that's only enough money to float you for the rest of your life if you're careful.
2: <laughs> no state but, income tax, as Deion Sanders and Jerry Jones would tell you.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. He got Texas residency. Consider the savings he might have already had. People say, oh, I don't know, man. So like four years of his life just flushed down the drain. Uh-uh. Tax savings, son. Got
1: to, got to eat a lot of tacos.
0: <laughs> Can't spell Texas without taxes, which is ironic because they don't
1: pay him. Got to wear a golden hat. That was fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to put this in as positive a light for Charlie as possible. Got a, an office that smells of, rich, of more rich leather and mahogany than any office in college football.
1: Got uh, baby tigers to come to his office. He did.
0: Maybe the most uh, enduring picture of the Charlie Strong era. Then he got Baby Tiger.
1: Godfrey suggested that he bring him back for his last couple weeks, since they're probably like three or four years old now. They're probably each 500 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're here to move me out? Cool, 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 cool. I'll be in my car. You can, did you meet Chip and Dale over
0: here? Yeah, they're not chipmunks. <laughs> That what else? What else positive happened with Charlie? If you were to look back and go, man, that's he. beat Notre Dame.
2: He beat Notre Dame. He beat Texas. Was back per since Deleted. I think it's deleted. ESPN tweet. I'm <laughs> <laughs> beating Notre Dame. Um, he Notre Dame would be five and six without him. For that, we can thank him because Notre Dame is four and seven. Um, beat Baylor twice. That's pretty mm-hmm. good.
1: That's he ki- he, kind of found. It, I, I think. I mean, granted, he wasn't very good against Kansas, but Shane Bichelle seems like he has promise as the quarterback of the future for Texas. Does he not? Yeah,
2: that's yeah, his, yeah. I mean, the numbers have been great all year, except against Kansas. But you know, he wow. has, he
1: has, <laughs> he has the leading rusher in the country, Dante Foreman. Who who has yep. who has eighteen hundred and sixty three yards, eight more than Donnell Pumphrey at uh, San Diego State. Despite playing one game fewer,
2: the roster is pretty much loaded for next year. And <laughs> Tom Herman or whoever uh, necessary caveat or whoever, because sure Texas could fuck this up. <laughs> is going to walk in with a top ten team. Just face it. Let's just get used to it right now.
1: And then how so much this- credit? How much? How much credit do we give to the new coach at that point? I don't know. No, uh, none, <laughs> man. I
2: really Absolutely none. We'll I mean, it I, 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 I've, I've had my heart set on like, you know, uh, you know, Charlie built this roster. Let's not give the new guy too much credit, but Charlie lost to Kansas. Charlie lost to I mean, Kansas. Every, 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 every defense of Charlie, both now and in the future, is.
1: Oh, let's be clear. I don't know how to
2: make it
0: now?
1: Let's be clear. Charlie Strong earned this firing, right?
0: Oh, oh, dude, he took he. he There's bought, no way around it. Since he, he cracked out the checkbook at the register to buy this L. Since the, right. big,
1: since the Big 12 was born, was birthed into this world as the grafted on Swack Big 8, Texas has had five seasons where they lost six games. Three of them were the entirety of the Charlie Strong era. Like, yeah. like, like the bar. I, 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 it. I feel bad for Charlie Strong, but it's also important to note that the bar was not unreasonably high for this year. If he goes eight and four, he keeps this job. Yes. Yeah, sure. Felt like it. Okay. I mean, and
2: and uh, you know, toward the end, it felt like even, even seven and five might do it.
1: Right. You know. Um. Get, so it's so bowl, so but. it's hard. It, it is hard to feel all that bad or or bury Texas for this all that much because real asking Texas to win eight games in a year in a year where they beat Notre Dame and their other big non-conference opponent is Cal like in
2: in this big 12 if you're Texas and you can't win eight games in year three you fucked up I got I got I got nothing you fucked up it it, it didn't work I got nothing this this big 12 isn't is not good. Look at the out-of-conference record. Other than Texas beating Notre Dame, <laughs> which doesn't matter, um, and let's see, Oklahoma State beating Pitt, and what's going to be like the Big Twelve is well, not Well, and, ok- good. and
1: o- Oklahoma State beat Central Michigan.
2: Yeah, yeah. As, as I Matt don't Gundy know if you, Mike, Gundy like, you, Mike Gundy would like
1: Mike Gundy would like you know that Oklahoma State, State beat beat Central <laughs> Michigan. They beat. They won that game. It's a W. You are. Okay, the- we
2: got here. We got we got uh, Central Michigan. We got MacRef
0: truthers.
1: I got Howard's end on my back here.
0: I thought you said. I thought you, for, for a while. I thought you were. You said Howard's end on your back, and I was no. like, "What's up, Merchant <laughs> Ivory
1: Armor?" <laughs> no, man, this is a People's History of Stillwater, and I say we beat <laughs> Central Michigan.
0: Why this is? That's while I'm. This I think the entire front end of this podcast just turned into being super irked with the Big Twelve. Oh no the the Big Twelve fashion.
1: is the Big Twelve is fucking great, man. The Big Twelve has the decency to, after you know West Virginia gets effectively stomped in the snow by Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, the only last gasps for playoff participation for the conference, <laughs> and they still manage to give us a ton of good shit to talk about. It's wonderful.
0: I mean, of all of this, like that Oklahoma State insist they did not lose a game to a Mac team, which, I mean, if it were an actual other conference, sure. But you're trying to, like, get buybacks and rebates on, yeah, we were one play away from beating Central Michigan. That's the <laughs> worst <laughs> self-own I have yeah. ever heard from a yeah. major program. <laughs> yeah. I'm not owned online. I'm not <laughs> owned. I'm not owned. I'm not <laughs> owned by the third best
2: directional Michigan this year. I think
1: it's, I think it's funny. Actually, I, just, I think that's funny.
2: <laughs> I think we
0: did beat the third best directional Michigan. I'm going to post a, pic- a shirtless picture of myself in front of sh- of Central Michigan. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> this is me with my mullet <laughs> and my hot rod beating Central Michigan. Yeah, have you seen my wife? She's hot. Hey, check I'm, out, oh, this, man. I'm
2: 47. This, this <laughs> news post on Facebook about me beating Central <laughs> Michigan.
0: <Yeah. laughs> there we go, Oklahoma State. We'll just I actually that did for you.
2: the popular vote score against Central Michigan.
0: It is true. I saw it on Facebook. Please share. Please circulate. (laughs) Like, I like Oklahoma State. Don't make me do this to you, okay? Don't make me do this to you, Texas, because Texas should be pretty cool. You got a cow. You got lots of money. You're exactly what I want Texas football to be. Big, arrogant, moneyed, right? Uh, Dysfunctional. You got that, too, but, but now you have to go and do this and like dick Charlie around when like Charlie's clearly like, yeah, I know, I'm out. And everyone else is like, yeah, you're out. And everyone's going to get 10 million bucks to go away. And that's cool. But you but know, instead, you're going to.
1: You, know you know who's flying easy? Somehow. Cliff fucking Kingsbury, man. I don't, I don't understand it, but <laughs> lost, lost oh, to goodness. Iowa State 66 10. Do you know how many yards per play Texas Tech? Gives up to FBS schools this year. How many? Just throw out a guess. I want to see if you can get. We'll do it prices right style. Closest without going well, over.
0: G- gives gives up Nine. to FBS schools on uh, per,
1: yards per play. All right, Jason's gone over. I'll tell you that.
0: Okay, are uh, yards per play? I'll go seven and a half.
1: It is seven and a half on the fucking nose. You win both <laughs> showcases. Congratulations. That's never a done. lot. Every you don't need you, the first down. You don't need four downs to be to, to to move the ball against Texas Tech. You don't even need three. But but like Cliff Kingsbury's safe. Cliff Kingsbury's fine. Who who can they get that's better? Really, they're the worst defense in the country. And the and the answer to this question is well, who can you get that's better?
2: Well, you that's, know, that's Tommy Ubberville might be available to okay. come back home pretty soon.
0: Well, yeah, I believe that the, I believe that the Bearcats, aka the Chick Fil A Binturongs, right? They're they're definitely not going to keep him. Whether he would want to come back to the place where I believe Tommy Tuberville's wife was involved in a fatal car accident. I mean, not her. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say right. Well, she, <laughs> this is uh, this she is recovers. not a
1: death becomes her situation. <laughs>
2: In some way, no. she was involved in some sort of a situation that does call to mind what you've
0: described. Um, yeah, I, I don't think. By the way, I don't think that was actually a usual or normal event because I don't think she was ever in town. They didn't. They didn't. Um, they didn't ever live there. Really. Is this like the? Right? Ma-
1: is this like the Matthew Broderick killed a person and people don't? A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Do, do you two know yeah, that Matthew Broderick killed a guy, kill or killed I a, a I, woman? I
2: didn't know that. Oh yeah,
1: in Ireland, like yeah. yeah, in Ireland in like the 80s after filming Ferris Bueller. Uh, yeah, yeah. and I think ended up uh, with a hundred and seventy-five dollar fine.
0: Yeah, and it kind of like like messed with his. Uh, if you wonder like why why he didn't take off immediately after that, it's it's because he went to Ireland and killed a dude. Like. Messed up his brain for a while in terms of his psychology, which is fair because psychologically he was damaged. The other person was dead. Yeah. So yeah, Laura Bush too. I think Laura so, Bush only totally killed somebody. So, oh. That
1: I th- listen. I am not sticking up for that because I don't know if that's true or not, and I don't need yeah, that. Well, we lawsuit. got we
2: got a lawyer on the phone. We can say whatever we no, want here. Shit. If you got any more, just throw them on out.
1: All I'm and saying Ryan is Ma- Ryan'll, Matthew.
2: Ryan will get us out of this one.
1: Matthew Broderick's going to be great at Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, um, you gave up 66 points to Iowa State. <laughs> you can't give up 66 points to anybody. Iowa State, now we're talking work of art. This yeah. is, uh, Can I, when's the last time Iowa State scored that much against a Division one program?
0: Uh, I, I believe they hadn't done, I think that was the most they had ever done. The previous high was something like 64, and they'd done it in like 1947 <sighs> or
1: something. <sighs> Christ.
0: Yeah, so I think this is, this is the most that they had ever scored. Against uh, a fellow conference opponent. In Texas addition, tech
2: needs to just go stand in the fucking corner.
0: I don't know why. Like, I mean, what a month and a half ago, weren't we saying that they should just go full Kevin Kelly and just avoid defense, just get onside, don't punt, just completely change. Go forever, yeah. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they get for listening to us. <laughs> they really, but they didn't do that. They didn't well, they, do they got, that. They got the defense part. No, they they didn't even try the onside part. No half measures. Yeah. In addition to this, let's just go. How does this happen? Because, you know, people say, oh, man, the Charlie Strong thing, that's just a replay of Rich Rodriguez at Michigan point for point. There's a few other things that people continue to do over and over again that reek of desperation, which two years ago, Kirby Hocutt, that, that would be head of the playoff committee right now, Kirby Hocutt, the guy who ran Mike Leach out of town, Kirby Hocutt gave Cleve Kingsbury a contract extension. 2 years yeah, yeah. ago gave him the contract extension an enormous one early we just said Charlie Strong who was the football coach for the flagship university of Texas and a public iv and one of the biggest baddest universities in the united states right what was his buyout you said it was 10? 10 10 million correct. okay yeah it was 10 it was, it's 10 he's going to get 10 what is for lubbock texas's own cliff oh, king Texas Tech, out in the middle of nowhere, without the same enrollment and without University of Texas's gigantic, well-logoed money machine. What do you think, Cliff Kingsbury's buyout is?
1: I'm gonna say six million. Jason, <laughs>
0: um, <clears throat> put me down for eight. Oh man, you are both far, far too faithful to the notion that other humans know what they are doing. It is a buyout of $9 million <laughs> That's based off a what? A Cotton Bowl win at another school? I'm sorry. $9.4 million good. Dollars good. on the good, contract. Good. That's what's left.
2: Hmm. Johnny Manziel just making coaches rich to this day. <sighs>
0: I mean, you could call Tommy back because guess what? He's 21. <laughs> and he was, at this point, he was 21 and 17 at Texas Tech. Kingsbury, he 23 and 26. <laughs> and, he ju- and he just oh, lost 66-10 to Iowa State. Oh, my
2: God. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah.
1: yeah it's, it's, it's so – I mean, you know it's a weird weekend in the Big 12 when Baylor gets doubled up by Kansas State, and we're just like, yeah, that's fine. No big deal.
2: Small news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have time for this shit. Um, also, making things even better for the Big Twelve, the Houston they passed on just um, took out another top ten team. Oh
1: yeah, Spencer, you want to you you might want to speak on that. Oh, on, on what on what you say?
2: On on your on your beloved your beloved city of Houston Cougars.
1: Uh yeah,
0: and what's going to happen now, and how badly they beat Louisville's ass since I was in the stands for that. Oh boy, properly the box, which you should know, Houston does not allow you to open the windows. If you did not follow the saga, I wish to explain it to you very briefly that in the Houston press box, the press box windows are, um, there are a number of ways you can do press box windows. Sometimes they're just old school, like open to the side, right? Like a door, they just open. It's real easy. Probably the way they should do them all. There's no machinery involved. LSU being LSU they're flossy. They have this convertible thing, right, where they hit a button and it goes, and you have a beautiful open-air press box, and then they close. It's like some kind of Bayou Star Trek thing. The University of Houston, their press box, when they redid it a couple of years ago, they put, hydro, like, those, uh, are they hydraulic? They're the same. They're the presses you see on, like, a, uh, the hinges you see on a door, right, like on a screen door. When they, they shut Right. Yeah. All right. So they have those. But the way they calibrated them, they made them far too strong for these windows. OK, because they're heavy. And I guess they thought, well, we wanted we wanted to hold up so that when you open them, they kind of fly out. <laughs> and, the, and the only way the only way to get them back in is by pulling a rope that's attached to the bottom of the frame.
1: Yeah, this is a home improvement uh, project dad did and didn't really, like, follow all the instructions.
0: I think the the lawyers were like, man, you better make sure those don't fall. (laughs) (laughs) And the engineer said, hell no. You're damn right we're not going to make them. So a couple of years ago, allegedly, the story is that a radio guy from Tulane said, hell with y'all, I'm opening them. And he grabbed the rope and he opened the door. And the only thing that kept him from falling 30 feet to the seats below were his toes catching on the edge of the work desk for press row, right? So they're very touchy about that. You're not supposed to open the windows. Anyway, a member of the press decided he was just going to open a damn window. And when he did... I got to watch grown men get like super huffy with, yeah, I'm going to open this window. No, don't open the window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a bunch of extremely thick Texas accents being like,
1: no, I'll open the damn window. I'll do it if I want. And that's I'm- that's your metaphor for the Texas coaching search. Really. Yeah,
2: yeah, basically the same dudes just with more money.
0: I'm going to open this Tom Herman. Yeah. <laughs> don't you do it. Don't you do it? I got twenty million that says you won't. <laughs> fat boy! <laughs> fat boy <laughs> I miss Joe Jamal so much. No, you're not. No, you ain't.
2: Just when right. we need just when we need Joe Jamal the most.
0: That's bullshit. <laughs> I want I want undead Joe Jamal to have sway in this so badly since it came up on Twitter that you know he'd come back from the grave to set this all right. Just coming back, that's bullshit. No, you won't. you try it, fat boy.
2: I feel like I feel like this would be Mac Brown's back.
1: What candidate could Texas pursue that would cause Joe Jamal to rise from his grave and say, the hell you're not? Brian Kelly?
0: Who? Mac, Mac Brown, probably. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I love Mac, but God damn it, he had his
1: goddamn. God damn I, I, <laughs> I was going to go with Jim Mora, but all right.
0: <laughs> Jim Mora, perpetual rumor guy, because um, boosters like him. I'm gonna go I am gonna go with the one person that I know everyone doesn't like when they meet him and when he interviews. That'd be Dan Mullen. They got Dan Mullen in the booth for this. Good. Joe Jamel will be like, God damn, that <laughs> young son of a bitch came down here <laughs> trying to tell us how to run this. Well listen to a word he says. How he doesn't know, know shit. I put my name on that field. How much I gotta pay to take it goddamn off it. You tell me. That's that's what that's we need what, you, Joe. We need you. We need you, Joe, so bad. I, by the way, if I can tell you, watching that Houston-Louisville game, Ed Oliver is the best defensive lineman in the nation. He's a, he's a freshman. And people will say, Louisville had a real bad night on the offensive line. They did. They did. There's a reason they had a real bad night in the offensive line. No, it takes two to tango. It takes a partnership to make a baby that ugly. And uh, the daddy, in this case, was Ed Oliver. If, because,
2: oh. if, if Louisville played Alabama, would you expect Lamar Jackson to be sacked eleven times? <laughs> oh no, God, no! If no, Louisville I, played the fucking Browns, you wouldn't expect that. Well, no, no. I mean, I mean like, why did you um, step
1: down? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. The um, the, 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 the
2: what, what's the what's the that yeah the Bama Browns thing? That's kind of lost all. <laughs> All all, uh, all notions of that being an actual step up. But you know what I'm saying. They sacked Lamar Jackson 11 times. A goddamn mid-major did that. My, my favorite thing about watching Houston right now is imagining Ed Oliver as a junior in 2018 playing against Tulsa
0: and Tulane and Cincinnati and East Carolina. That's his schedule. He's going
2: to put oh, up God. 50 fucking sacks.
0: I mean, the only thing stopping him from doing that is either a sense of self-preservation or boredom. At one point, he'll just say, "Man, I'm, man, I'm tired of. I'm just my arms are tired of wrapping up the <laughs> guys. Hold on, yeah, I'm gonna, just, I'm just, gonna, I'm gonna take my just, arms
1: man. down and see if I can sack you with just my body, like a giant bowling pin being thrown.
2: Like, hey, coach, uh, actually, I, I play tight end now, so just throw me the ball. Okay, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never. And, and the thing with a, a defensive lineman who's that disruptive is that." All of those sacks, you look at them, and it's not just the ones he's credited with that he had a hand in. There were so many of them where he, were, he was double or triple teamed, or where they shifted coverage away from them, and Louisville's offensive line was so shook they couldn't even defend one-on-one, or they blew simple assignments. And it's not like tackling Lamar Jackson's easy. That's no. the other thing. No! Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, sacking goddamn anybody 11 times is crazy. Lamar Jackson? And he was tipping passes. He was, you know, and even when he was out hurt at that point, the the Louisville line was so dilapidated that, you know, the rest of his talented line mates
0: were still, you know, were carrying on the tradition. Everything Houston, as (laughs) Bud Elliott pointed this out, Houston did one of the most annoying and brilliant things I've ever seen, which was to run the hurry up, slow down. They would hurry up to the line to prevent Todd Grantham's defense from substituting. And then let clock run. <laughs> just, let's let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay. <sighs> hold on. Hold easy, on. easy. Easy there. We got to, we got we, we got to the we got to the gate a little early, boys. Why don't we just relax and charge our phones? Why don't you head over to the Hudson
1: News and get you a Starburst? And you know, like <laughs> Houston gets to the
0: airport two hours early. That's their <laughs> offense. They did. They just sprinted to the airport two hours early and then they're like Hey boys, there's a Cinnabon. Let's let's do some work. (laughs) It's the hurry up dad attack. It is. There was the hurry up dad attack, and it was so effective because I don't have many coaches. Who you go, man? I think he's dumb. Like I think he's just aggressively dumb, and you can watch him get played on a regular basis. Todd Grantham's dumb. I mean, Every, I, that's, that's, th- this is the
1: this is the thing you've said that Georgia fans agree with the most on this podcast. I think Louisville fans are starting to come around too. It seems uh, like it. the tight end's open. <laughs> Someone's open across the middle. I when will not change. T- <laughs> I am. I am resolute. This defense is perfect. It feels like he's
2: the coach, and it's somebody, I think an actual, it might have been Mark Ennis, it might have not, please don't blame me, Mark, if it wasn't you, but it feels like Louisville fans have this notion that he angry blitzes, like he does the frustrated teenager playing Madden thing, (laughs) like, it's
0: not
1: working, (laughs) blitz! Punt block! Punt block! It's second down,
0: punt block! It got blitzed, that was, I mean, it was like clockwork, I had a Louisville reporter Two, uh, two chairs down. He said, oh, here it comes. Hey, got blitz! Open across the middle. <laughs> hey, got blitz! Run away from it. Hey, got blitz! Slide protection. Get the running back to block. Put Greg Ward out on the edge. Oh, look, you got man! Yeah, like, like that That was it. And I'm watching it, and I was like, oh, this is not fair. It is not. Because on one side of the ball, Louisville was outmanned physically. There was a presence on the defensive line that they could not scheme around Block or ameliorate, and then offensively, all they had to do was bait Todd Grantham into charging.
1: That was it. Here you go. Look, it's a red flag. Oh! How many athletic, how many athletic directors do you see? Do you think saw that final score and were like, "Oh, thank God, I don't have to pretend like I'm going to get try to hire Bobby Petrino
0: or Tom Herman." How many of them don't want to shell out Tom Herman? Right, like they saw that, and they're like. Pfft. Texas just blew us out of the water on that, boys. Too rich for my blood. I'm out. (laughs) Exactly. I fold. I fold. I think think everybody was relieved on that, you know? Especially Louisville, because guess what? Petrino can't bolt. Petrino back. (laughs) Yeah, well, obviously, you know, we haven't gotten the team where we wanted to be yet.
1: Exactly where we wanted to be.
0: I think, yeah, Louisville is at its perfect
2: cruising altitude where it can't lose Bobby Petrino.
1: I mean... Unless he takes a Texas yeah, we would, job, we would
2: never put anything past him.
1: You know, Texas, Texas. is just sitting right there. <laughs> and then, yeah, then and
0: then and then you know what I want to see. Like if Texas, all right, fantasy world. Texas hires Bobby Petrino. Todd Grantham comes with him. Guess who Todd Grantham has to scheme against? Bill Snyder. All. Bill- <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's funny. Why do you why do you keep hitting yourself, young man? <laughs> <laughs> so much anger in you. So much
2: anger. Woo. I like this is what is a seventy-five seventy-seven-year-old
0: Bill Snyder back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 78-year-old Bill Snyder running rings around Excellent. you, Todd Grantham. I can't wait to see it. And by the way, if I if I call Todd Grantham a dumbass, that's exactly what Mark Rick called him on film. Mark Rick. This is true. I- After Todd
2: Grantham um, got into a, a, a heated fight with uh, James Franklin. Which, sure, James Franklin, intense dude. But
1: Hey, that yeah. th- th- this is a very uh, seamless transition. Y'all want to talk about how Vanderbilt beat Ole Miss by three touchdowns?
0: Um, you know,
1: I still don't understand how that happened. I didn't you know. watch the second of it. Do you know the last SEC team that Vanderbilt uh, beat by three scores? Oh, oh who? Florida in 2013
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow Oh yeah That game <laughs> That game that'd be, that'd be a Will Muschamp special But no 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 it's okay Will Muschamp's got it figured out Now So that's fine Yeah I don't really I watched this game I did And uh, I, I could not tell you How this happened Other than this Kyle Shermer was really efficient. Ralph Webb ran for 123 yards and they made some big catches, crazy catches. I have not seen Vanderbilt receivers get big third down catches like that
1: ever, ever. Not even. There was also a play where, um, I think Hugh freeze called a timeout to ask for the play to be reviewed. It was, uh, as my, my hazy recollection of what, what initially happened was that Vanderbilt, um, I think was stopped on third down, but they thought that the player had fumbled and that they had recovered the fumble. Upon further review, uh, they did rule it a fumble, but they also ruled that Ole Miss, uh, the player who recovered the ball, was standing had one foot out of bounds when he got the ball, so it was not going to be Ole Miss ball. And because they reviewed this play, they found targeting (laughs) against Ole Miss, so it all it all went great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. It was it was also one of the weirdest fumbles I've seen. Yes. As if the ball just dropped dead. It was like a forty pound football. It just uh, Oh, as
1: as really if he had, as if the ball carrier had just been hit right in his head. Yeah, as if.
0: And just dropped it like it was a forty pound medicine ball. Boom. So it now it yeah. just sat there.
1: So now we get to watch Hugh Freeze play Mississippi State in the egg bowl and the loser will be at the bottom of the SEC West
2: for the second time in what 4 years the Egg Bowl is for bowl eligibility. Yeah. That's that's phenomenal. And and yes, Mississippi State can make a bowl at 5 and 7 because their APR scores are good. Mississippi, the state of Mississippi has excellent academics. Don't look it up.
1: Oh, that's the but, other thing. V- Vanderbilt by getting this win, they effectively are going to be bowl eligible at even if they don't beat Tennessee in the last game of the season. And we can talk about whether or not that's going to happen because Tennessee is doing some interesting things on one side of the ball and the other side of the ball is just like nah you got this no
0: we'll be over here
1: yeah but even even if tennessee wins that game five and seven vanderbilt going to a bowl game
0: yeah i enjoy vanderbilt fans truth reading me on that when i was like oh man this is for a bowl game because that's exactly what Derek mason's gonna say Derek mason's not gonna Derek mason's just gonna be, you know what hey coach we're going to a bowl game no we're not
1: I did like, um, I, I think it was during this game, One of they were mentioning this very uh, issue and whoever was doing color commentary was like, yeah, but you, you know, you don't want to get in as the five and seven team. You want to do it the right way because, you know, sending your players uh, on through school and getting degrees is the wrong way. Good to know.
0: <laughs> That's
2: a funny way to put it. Yeah, yeah. You want to get to Shreveport, Louisiana, the right way for a game that players will be compensated with an extra fifty dollars Best Buy gift certificate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You want to do that with the utmost integrity and pride.
1: I remembered something else that stood out. Uh, I'm going to go way back to the Kansas-Texas game. Uh, so overtime starts. They go to overtime. The referee does his, you know, explanation, coin flip. But as he does, he says, gentlemen, great game so far. And to Kansas, I'm sure that's exactly what they thought. And to Texas, I'm sure they were like, are you fucking kidding me? We're going to overtime against Kansas.
0: (laughs) Um, I would also like to point out something in a different realm that that happened. It's a big moment. I hope we all appreciate it. After 14, I believe it is 14, might be 13, but after 14 scoreless quarters, the Cincinnati Bearcats put up a TD. Woo! They
1: might have lost,
0: they might have lost 34-7 to Memphis, but they won the battle of the mind.
1: You know, um, you know what American team did not put up a touchdown? Uh, oh, who? <laughs> the Yukon Huskies. Yeah, and they how lost. many did they give up? To
2: Boston they lost.
1: College? They lost thirty to zero to Boston College. Boston fucking college. What the hell happened to you, Bob Diaco? This was a
2: good weekend for um, really pretty coaches who are employed for unclear reasons between Cliff Kingsbury and Bob Diaco, and and um, and Todd Graham,
0: I guess. Yeah, very, very attractive man. Yeah, eight, eight first downs.
1: To a, certain, yeah. to a certain age group, Todd Graham is very attractive, sir.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I'm sure he is. Can I give you, can I give you my, the other fantastic stats from that game? UConn, four turnovers. Wasn't like they weren't trying to do stuff, which is really sad. Four turnovers, eight first downs, 121 total yards, and though time of possession is a deceptive stat at best, let's just throw this out there. Boston College had the ball for 40 minutes.
1: Um, Boston College only punted three times. What the fuck? Well, yeah. They're out
0: of punts. They they need to go. <laughs> <score five more laughs> that's why they finally scored. They were just like, mm, boys were down to three punts. Better save them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Connecticut, Connecticut finished with negative six rushing yards. Boston College at 154. Um, whew. Fun times. Fun, fun times all over the country wow. this week.
0: While we're taking a belly slide through the piss trough of college football's worst, (laughs) Penn State Rutgers, Rutgers, man, it's bad. And I don't mean, like, Rutgers, I mean, when I say it's bad, it's not even, like, you know, wacky slide whistle, throwing the ball backwards in (laughs) There's some of that. There is some of that. A little little bit of that. They're not entirely uncharitable. They're not above bloopers, sir. But
1: most what, of it yeah, is just, it's, it's all blooper reel. Where's the outtake? Most what of do I,
0: What do I cut here? Most <laughs> of it's just resignation. If you watch it, it's a bunch of two-yard passes. <laughs> like this this was
2: the emptiest crowd I think I've ever seen outside a Georgia State game. The end of this game. There were like 100 Penn State fans, and that was it.
0: Yeah. Uh, They had 87...
2: Rutgers, um, so Georgia Tech famously beat Cumberland College 222 to nothing. um, And that was with all sorts of gigantic advantages. And it was basically like a D1 playing a D2. This is an actual FBS school that has lost to Michigan, Michigan State, a very bad Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State by a combined 224 to nothing.
1: So I I will provide some perspective here. Uh, Rutgers currently... Is sitting at, I pull it up, negative uh, 244 points, point differential. That's bad. But Washington State in 2008 under Paul Wolf, minus 405. It can be way worse. It can be so way, way. And, and, like, and like that records team, Paul Wolf won two games that year. That wasn't a winless squad. They just got you know, pummeled whenever they lost.
0: There's there's bad and there's bad football mm-hmm. and there's really bad football. And then there's Paul Wolf.
1: What I what I what I really like about um about that Washington State season is uh their first one in the season against Portland State, they won by thirty nine points. So so it's not like they just had uh bare you know, barely eking out wins. They they built themselves a cushion, and they blew it all. It well, good. as we've
2: learned from Washington State, losing the FCS
1: game is, is, is what... Yeah, that's true. That's what activates your power. It's sort of... Um, uh, the FCS school is the robber in the alley, and this season is your parents, and he shoots them, and then you become mm. Batman. Is that right? Did I do it right? Yes, uh, yes. I, yes. I, I mean, kind of. I would just...
0: I'd call them the dude who needs to take a shot in the face in a bar fight before they wake up. Right? Okay. Like, yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Old Big Mike's oh, it's like, now. Oh, it's like that. Now I thought this was a church <laughs> picnic. B- Big Mike just got his ass kicked by little Mike. <laughs> now he's ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. Now we're burning down the bar. Yeah. That's, that's wazoo, right?
1: Needs to take a couple shots before they really wake up. But, but you said it's rivalry, rivalry week, the worst fucking phrase in the world apple cup apple cup is here
0: apple cup and it
1: and it and it means something means it means a hell of a lot it's
0: fierce i i love this rivalry game i would by the way the the apple cup to to frame the apple cup properly for you i want to take you to a a bit of the history of the apple cup that would be 2002 you ready this Mm -hmm. is to show you one how rivalries can work in long cycles and two how many drunk people there are at this game every year? The silence was palpably throbbing. That's quite a lead by Ted Miller. Wow. The referee Gordon Reese turned on his field mic. The click was audible. The 95th Apple Cup had lasted four hours and nine minutes and three overtimes. And Reese was about to ensure it didn't last a moment longer. So basically, a pass that gets thrown backwards may not have been backwards. There's a fumble. Uh, the Huskies charge the field after upsetting their third-ranked rivals. Keep in mind, Washington State at this point, 2002, ranked third. We just talked about a 2008 team that had a negative point differential of 400. Life comes at you fast. So fast. Most of the Washington State players quickly left the field, refusing to shake hands. Some remained. But this is my favorite part of this. Reese explained his call. Cougar fans heard different... To many of them had said, screw you, I'm going to steal this game for you with a lousy call. Go Huskies. For every action, there's a bitter reaction. Then Ted Miller writes, thunk, plunk, wham. A few bottles were hurled toward the field, and then a whole bunch followed. We all go berserk. Huskies offensive tackle Khalif Barnes were called. Things were great, and then I started dodging bottles. UW receiver Reggie Williams was hit by a bottle. Outside linebacker Greg Carruthers' father was hit by a bottle. So was Tacoma News Tribune Huskies beat writer Craig Hill. A Seattle television reporter barely flinched when a cup of beer landed on his head while he interviewed kicker John Anderson. I was worried about my mom, UW quarterback Cody Pickett said. She was wearing my jersey, and I was like, Mom, what are you doing? Put your coat back on. It was crazy. That's why I love the Apple Cup, because not only were they throwing bottles, UW fans were throwing bottles at their own athletic director because they could. That's why. Because she was the one who ended up hiring Rick Neuheisel. That's that's why they were throwing bottles at her. And this
2: was back before it got bad. This is when things were actually okay. They thought things were bad. They had no idea. Mhm. Oh. They would soon find
0: the depths of bad. You
1: talking about 2008? We the go there. the
0: cup. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was when things were good, man. Then everything falls apart, and you get the Crapple Cup, one of the worst rivalry games, or best. I don't know. You want to expound on this, Jason? Circumstances were amazing. <laughs>
2: uh, the teams had uh, one one total win, end of the season, last game of the season, one total win. I don't know what much more you need to know here other than one of the drunkest rivalries in the country, the two worst teams in the country, playing for absolutely nothing
1: well this is this is that that minus four oh whatever i said that's that washington state team and that's them winning against who is it a coach i'm sure who has been lost to history and is and plays no important role in college football now well that'd be
2: Tyrone willingham oh that's to- right how many playoff uh, committee members are we going to name tonight? Who've made excellent
0: decisions? <laughs>
2: did, did, yeah. Kirby, did, did Kirby Did Kirby Hocutt
0: actually run off Leach? I thought he he's, was in Miami. He's. he's uh, I. I believe it was. I think Hocutt is involved. Anyway, anyway, y'all, look, y'all look that up. Yeah, we, we ain't got time. Email but, Spencer. But Email I,
1: Spencer I would, with I, the I, details of that, if you would. Thank you.
0: I would also put it this way that. Uh, it wasn't ho cut actually. It was a different. It was a different. It was a different functionary. Okay, actually, no, it was. I'm sorry. It was totally ho cut at Texas Tech. I was wrong. I was wrong about my own rightness. The 2008 Apple Cup, the score was 16-13. Uh, it, it was 16-13 in two overtimes. Yes.
1: That's the good <sighs> stuff. That's. The good stuff. Um, there is a Pac-12 game we should talk about. There's a couple Pac-12 games we should talk about. Which one? uh, uh, We can we can start with the uh, the well played one for the entirety of the game that had a big play at the end, or the poorly played one that had a big play at the end. Which one do you want to go with?
0: uh, Let's start with our. Let's follow our style. Let's start with the poorly played one.
1: Uh, hey Utah, let's talk.
0: Yeah, buddy.
1: Utah, yeah. Um, Utah, you lost to Washington this year, and that's okay. That was a well played game. Washington needed every second of that game to beat you. Needed a special teams play. Perfectly respectable. You have two other losses this year, Utah, and they are to Cal and Oregon. And I want you to think about that and come back when you have an answer as to why. Mm.
0: Can we re- can we rephrase? You have a loss to Cal. That occurred because Cal had a goal line stand.
1: De- defensive stalwart, the Cal <laughs> Bears. Yep. Do you forget that that Cal won a game on a goal line
0: stand? Son? And and
1: and you have a loss to Oregon because you couldn't run the ball that well against them. So,
2: uh, or uh, is Oregon actually okay?
1: No. 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 We, I li- I literally said <laughs> this like, when I, you. I, when- when you no, look at th- the schedule, it's yeah.
2: hard. Like who's the second worst team behind Cal that Oregon has lost to? Who's
1: the best Nebraska? team that they who's who's the second best team that they've beaten? Virginia.
2: <laughs> 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 so, but the, the, the talk about a collection of quality losses. This sure might be the best the best pile of quality losses of the playoff era. <laughs> they, <laughs> they 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 kind of fucked that up by beating Utah, but Nebraska, Colorado, Washington State, Washington, uh, and Stanford, all, all ranked. And then that you, would throw be, in, you throw in Cal. but that, and, that'd USC, be, and USC. That'd be somehow nine-win Stanford. That's right! Yeah, Stanford That's right! laughed at Stanford. And, uh, I mean, Stanford's pretty much Stanford. Things were rough for like a week or two. Stanford had a normal Stanford season.
0: Exactly. Like, like, like aristocrats tend to do. Yeah. You're like, oh, look. They're they're floundering so, and at the end of the season, it's like, the yacht's so splendid today. I think the Stanford fan would say, like,
2: the market corrected. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the market corrected.
1: The bubble burst on Stanford doubt. That's what happened.
0: Uh, The The cow bubble burst. Yeah. Utah, I don't know what you're made of or what you're doing or how that happened, especially when you have Joe Williams at tailback. TLDR, what are you doing when you have Joe Williams back there? The game you were talking about, the actual good one, that I enjoyed all the way through, probably one of my favorite games to watch this year. A pleasure. 38-24, number 10 Colorado. They are 7-1 in the Pac-12. They are 9-2 overall. They're awesome. Colorado is legitimately awesome. We do not have to make this up. We do not have to buffet them with compliments. They are 9-2. and damn two. And they did so behind a dude who I am totally going to put on a Heisman ballot. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to put a single Bama player on it. I'm going to put Sefo LaFow on there. Because Sefo LaFow was the reason that they are 9-2. and two. Like, ran for over 100 yards, passed for 345. He was incredible. He's a monster, and he's the reason they managed to beat a really good Washington State team. Another fun thing to say. In the year 2016. An awesome Washington State team.
1: He's also, I mean, you say he's the reason he's 9-2, and two, and that's true of the 9. It's also kind of true of the 2, because those are the 2 games where he really couldn't play because he got hurt.
2: Yeah, they were hanging with Michigan until he got hurt. That's totally true.
0: Yeah, we could have avoided this entire flirtation with Michigan being in the playoff if we had just kept Cepho LaFowl intact. Also, that USC loss, twenty one seventeen, that looks good for both of them. Now you are yep. like, hmm? yep, perfectly respectable. And USC- Co- and
1: and Colorado, Colorado still controls the Pac twelve South. They can still get to the conference championship game, potentially play Washington if Washington beats Wazoo, and and then I don't, I you know, there are all these different schools of thought about you know whether you take a conference championship and under what circumstances and blah 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 blah. And if you just say Colorado in a vacuum and you take away all the name brand shit and all the sort of what we thought they were going to be, and you just say, do they check the right boxes? If they beat Washington, that's a huge win for them at the end of the season. They would be a conference champion. If you want to reward teams for scheduling tough out of conference, they went to Ann Arbor. Like, there is a there is a weird thing. And it's not, look, I know it's not going to happen, and I know I'm just talking nonsense at this point but there is some um, academic case to be made that colorado should be closer to a playoff spot now than anybody is considering no, they're, they're
2: they're not out of it i think looking just quickly eyeballing the schedule and the potential schedule with a pac 12 title game it looks like they could be 6 and 2 against bowl teams which isn't that great but if you know if if a little bit of crazy stuff happens elsewhere they're they're not out of it
1: yeah. Both losses on the road, both relatively early in the season. It probably they are probably hurt by the fact that Utah gagged away a winnable game against Oregon. That would have that would have helped them to have another like top ten opponent on the schedule. Um but yeah, I mean I listen, I know Colorado's not gonna make the college football playoff, and that may that may well be because they can't beat Washington, and that's fine. But who the buffs are fun this year.
0: Yeah. And a, a a joy to watch, especially because Mike McIntyre gets like
1: so so just dang
0: district manager proud of his employees after every game. Like, oh man, I knew we had that retreat back at the Galleria. The management one, you know, we did the karaoke. I knew we were going to be great.
2: One of the most one of the most buying in and out for players, coaches.
1: Guys, I I'm so excited. I'm, I'm getting everybody double order cheese fries at Dave and Buster's this weekend. It's going to be great. <laughs>
2: Colorado, Colorado is two wins away from the Rose bowl. That's, that's real and true. <laughs> can, can,
0: wow. can, I, can I, can I, can I tell you, can I tell you somebody who is six inches away from what they wanted to happen? God, this, be- <laughs> is, this is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> We're all the way back around on Borat.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's the last movie Jason's seen. Uh, um, I've,
2: seen I've seen people on Twitter quote it ironically. So okay,
1: okay, okay, that's what um, I was doing. Yeah, go ahead, Spencer. Just rip this bandaid off. That be LSU. <laughs> oh. Too, oh, we're too scared to play. Oh man, just just you saying them like, oh. so, ah, gives me gives so. me a fright. Gives me a fright.
0: Just so scared. So timid, just working that weather machine, reading all these articles telling me exactly what I wanted to hear, that Florida was too scared, far too scared, terrified of playing LSU. So that's why we moved the game to Baton Rouge and played you with nothing, absolutely nothing. There's no one, no one's healthy on this roster. There was a banged up freshman,
1: Tyree Cleveland. He had 124 yards receiving. You know why? I don't. I'm asking. I don't know well, why. Well, yeah, because they pretty much they pretty much all came on one play. Florida yeah. had a, it had a ninety-eight yard scoring play. Uh how many yards did they have the rest of the day, all told?
0: Oh, they were two hundred and seventy total.
1: Yeah, so LS two, so, 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 uh, you
0: know. LSU outgained Florida by a whopping margin, four twenty three to two seventy. It looked like it too. Florida yeah. was inert, uh, just a just a veritable fountain of punts. LSU was
1: well it was way better on third down. They were much better yeah. running the ball. Um, mm-hmm.
0: So they won this. They, they 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 won this game, right?
1: No, they, they won. Man. No, because they had they had five red zone possessions, and how many points did they score in this game? Ten. Ten. That you averaging two points per trip inside the 20. That's bad.
0: Two turnovers.
1: Yeah. It's not even some like, oh, we missed a bunch of. No, no, you just just didn't do it.
0: Yeah. Should have won this game. You're all you're all teed up. But unfortunately, Florida was so terrified, so mortified at the notion of playing this game that they stopped LSU on third and goal. And then they stop them again on fourth and goal.
1: Do you know what's truly, truly fucking baffling? The concept that if Florida doesn't get that stop and LSU scores and kicks the extra point and wins 17-16, that Ed Orgeron's fate is different. What a like, dumb—it doesn't mean the rest of the game didn't happen. It doesn't mean this wasn't like LSU playing down to an opponent that they should have been able to handle and making stupid mistakes— and not take, you know, like it, it doesn't erase any of it. Is that really how how fickle fate is that it, it literally came down to that yard? And if they get it, Ed Orgeron is on track to be LSU. LSU! Not, I mean, I just don't understand sometimes. No, that was
0: it. Remember, it makes total sense to hire him if they score beat Florida. A team that they outgained in every single category, who looked like dog shit most of the game. It makes total sense to hire Ed Ogeron. I like but, to
1: think I like to think that Bill Stewart may may he rest in peace reached down from heaven and pushed LSU back, be as if to say, "Ed, I've been here. You don't want this."
0: <laughs> it ends with it ends with some spectacular mistakes on your part. It ends with you being replaced by a man who you will later attempt to rat out as a rowdy casino goer.
1: That won't go well for you. Even though you'll be right. Even though you'll be a hundred percent right.
0: You'll be totally right. But yeah, but yeah, that's how you'll lose this job. So congratulations, LSU. You lost to the most terrible. You lost the most terrified team in college football.
1: It takes seven passes to beat LSU. We now know that's that's this. That's how many licks it takes to get to the center of this Tootsie Roll pop.
0: Yeah, although really awesome work. I believe is Marcel Harris, twenty six. Watch him on that last play. Tosses the dude aside, gets in, and wraps up on guys like a toddler clinging to its mother, keeping him the crucial six inches. From the end zone,
1: and and what is, I, uh, remind me, Florida's uh, Florida's reward for this hard-fought victory. Oh, we get two. It's a double holiday. We get Yay. to play Florida. We get Yay. to play Florida State. Yay! And we get to play Alabama. The opening line for which was Alabama by three touchdowns.
0: That's no. I mean, that's yeah. That's that's more than fair.
1: Like if I'm if I'm CBS, I'm I'm suing Las Vegas right now for all of the lost television market. All of it, that entire second half. Jesus, you couldn't you couldn't just do fourteen? You do us a fucking solid. We know what's gonna happen.
0: Can you just claim you got the two the two and the one switched around?
1: Also, twenty one seems low. Twenty-one. I don't know because you know. Okay. Olympics. Okay. Listen, if, it's not as though Florida's healthy. It's not as they though lose. Florida is healthy, but flawed. That was the case last year though. What was yeah the last
2: year? It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was over after a quarter, but it they, wasn't.
1: They lose. They it lose. It wasn't
2: interest. a runaway.
0: They start rotating freshmen in. Lane Kiffin starts dicking around. Twenty-nine fifteen blocks. last year. Our, yeah, I mean, man. Injured Florida. They get bored. They get so
2: bored. They're also, so also that had better today. TV ratings than LSU, Georgia, or Mizzou, Alabama in the SEC championship. So
0: don't worry, you'll, there you, you go,
2: you'll pull your own. Hooray! Pull your hooray! I mean, what you it think had double the
0: TV ratings of LSU, Georgia a decade earlier. If we're eight points better than the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga mocks, <laughs> damn <laughs> good because Alabama <laughs> only beat them thirty-one-three. Well, that'll be eleven, buddy. What's wrong? What's wrong with your face, Alabama?
1: Thirty-one-three. <laughs> you anemic? Do you need please, a sake? Please don't. Please don't harass them right now. That's not please, what we need.
0: Please don't encourage.
1: We already we already have to deal with Bud on Twitter for the next week.
0: Uh, that, no, no, he can talk Cause I, I they could they could reach up and get bit. I'm I'm convinced that guy. <sighs> Florida State's not that good, y'all. Beat, no, really beat LSU once, and you're walking tall.
1: We've we've uh we've got almost an hour without time. No, remember, talk. Al- yeah. remember,
0: Alabama's a machine. Florida State's trash forever.
1: Okay. Uh, let's talk about trash machines. Ohio State, Michigan is this week. <laughs> do, you, do you like passing? Too bad. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, this is gonna be the game where every Big Ten fan is If this were an STC game We'd be calling it a defensive struggle But because it's a Big Ten game, everyone hates it And they would say that as every SEC fan is watching it without complaining This is Big Ten football,
1: I'm gonna swallow a meatloaf hole Just to prove that I can't You don't have to do that, there are other more exciting ways No man, you're a coward, put on a sweatshirt
2: players can see their breath so therefore every (laughs) SEC fan
0: is crawled up in the corner screaming I'll see you at the tanning
1: salon oh god considering y'all have the smart schools like what is with the forced human discomfort
0: what's with the notion that being cold is cool like that's not it doesn't I mean like look at other cold countries and tell me you think they're like Super badass and tough. Like no one's ever like, man, Luxembourg, Luxembourg, Sweden. Sweden. I mean, you know, there's sure. You're like, yeah. Finn's okay, well that one's that one's <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah that <laughs> one's like Canada
2: totally Canada, it's, Canada. Why don't, why don't the tide ever play Toronto?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really look at the United States and think, when I think of toughness, I think of Connecticut. Yeah, I mean that's not I mean, why y'all? Why y'all trying so hard? That's I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it when you're like, what would an SEC do, fan? Think if They saw this at a football game.
2: Should Alabama schedule a home and home with Minnesota just to shut this shit up?
1: <laughs> like, up there, okay, okay, up there. okay.
2: You really want this to happen? <laughs> we'll play the coldest fucking game you got.
1: Go ahead, let's play it in March. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's it, you know what? It's, and it goes both ways. LSU went up, and they lost to Wisconsin in Lambeau, when it, was, because perf- it was too hot. when it was perfectly warm. That's, that's, yeah, that's great. I want to hear Big Ten fans being like, "You just can't handle the heat up here." <laughs> crazy. humidity wisconsin humidity that was notorious wisconsin humidity it's the beer mist the, the dry the out. dry air
1: gotcha it, i mean the cold weather thing is you're the gold. you're the guy playing Goldeneye who can only win with like remote minds or something no man this is the only way this is real Goldeneye. you don't know i mean that's fine
0: we'll watch this happily it's awesome i love like Snow started coming down on the field, and that was, that was great. West Virginia, Oklahoma were at it, and all of a sudden, like, you're in the middle of a blizzard. Fantastic. Dana Holgerson looked even ruddier and angrier and messier. He even looked more, I woke up under a bridgie thanks to the <laughs> snow coming down. We, 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 we like this. I don't ever understand other conferences being like, well, you know, here's our brand. Kiss the brand. That's not me. That's fine. You want to say the SEC is trash? You want to say playing in the heat sucks? You know what? <laughs> being being yeah. at
1: a game. It's bad. Being at a it's, game. Yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. terrible, uh, being and a- I don't recommend it. The so plumbing SEC in our stadiums fans, not good, and the, the field floods. <laughs>
2: yeah. The fans for the August Nooners next year just need to talk so much. About <laughs> you don't play Louisiana Lafayette at noon at 11 a.m. Central. Do you know how hard it is 26.
0: to maintain Do you know how hard it is to maintain focus when it's eighty eight degrees with ninety percent humidity and you're up forty points on Charlotte?
1: You've never been in the stands at 1.30 in the afternoon after housing half a cheeseburger pizza for breakfast in August. It just means more. <laughs> it just means I like more that we've made
2: every Big Ten fan sound like macho man or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a? That's not our midwestern. That's I don't. I don't <laughs> we 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 this is tough midwestern. It's different. Um, okay. but yeah, we get to see John O'Corn go up against Ohio State. Uh, y- yay! Oh man,
0: there's going to be so much awkward fumbling, so much awkward fumbling in this game, and it's not. It'll be great. I mean, don't get me wrong. It won't be pretty. It'll be everything. Like ultimately, we were talking about how Todd Grantham always buckles down. And immediately starts throwing like multiple A gap blitzes and freaks out and has like an emotional tantrum on the field through his play calling. When things get tough, Urban Meyer just goes to his offensive line and just attempts to throw them into a brick wall over and over again, which is a great strategy if you have uh, Elf Line and the rest of Ohio State's offensive line. So I hope he does that because ultimately that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to headbutt Michigan unconscious in the third and fourth quarter.
1: Does either team throw twenty-five passes in this game? No, thirty. Let's make it thirty. No. Okay.
0: No. Oh. Not happening. Uh, I think. I think. I think Michigan tops out at twenty, and Ohio State might might get to twenty-five.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. That seems right. That seems right. Um. It's. Yeah. yeah no. It'll be. It'll be fun, but it will. It will be. It will be. Uh. Just watching two people try to kick each other in a parking lot as you know that thing where like you're pulling two people away from each other and they try to kick at each other? That's what that's what the game is going to be this year.
0: I have one more result I would like to cite. This is really for Jason Kirk's benefit. But in the battle of Kie Moss, Georgia. Georgia State again upsets Georgia Southern.
2: I don't even understand a single word of that. Georgia State is on a 2 and 0 run. Georgia State, a program that no one really knows why it exists, is on a 2 and 0 run against the former greatest FCS dynasty of all time. There is now a rivalry trophy that it's the Billy Joel of rivalry trophies. It says rivalry series <laughs> on it. <laughs> and Georgia It's the State, only thing that
1: wasn't trademarked.
2: <laughs> uh I don't, I, um, the Georgia State just fucking fired his coach, and they're like, there's a highlight video, they said it to, um, Drake, you ain't from, you ain't from the city, or whatever is the line, um, you're from Nat Town, uh, and the highlight video, there's no one in the stands, a team no one cares about, owns Georgia Southern now, how, why,
0: yeah, by the way, Georgia Southern might not have their coach either. They, they'll they pull the plug on a person fast. Oh, they, they've they demonstrated before, Brian <laughs> no, Bangor, no. that they
2: will fire a head coach after one year if you A, lose, and B, fuck with
0: the option. Yeah, or Chris Hatcher. <laughs> Chris Hatcher, they, they did that to him too. I don't think it was one. I think they, he got two years maybe, but Georgia Southern will fire your ass. That's low-key the least secure job if they don't like you. Right. I think they'd fire somebody who had like ten wins just gonna be like, nah, nah, next. Yeah, I mean, next.
2: It's like there's like ideological purity to the Georgia Southern job. Like if you're if you're not winning conference titles and whatever every year, you better be running the damn Paul Johnson offense. Because if you evolve it, you know, if you try to modernize it, who buddy you better fucking win? And and then that ain't that ain't happening at the moment.
1: Here's what I will say. The Paul Johnson offense can sit on a 17-point lead and and hang on, win a game, right? Oh, yeah. I think Notre Dame needs to hire Paul Johnson based on this Virginia Tech result.
0: I wanted to close with this, and I am so glad you read my <laughs> mind. Because I saw on the score, watching other games, saw, you know, you're like, hmm, mm, that's 24-14. I'm pretty sure the Hokies can come back for that. Nope. Nope. But, you know, it got worse. It got worse. Notre Dame went up. And then they weren't up anymore.
2: I, I mean, you, you know who literally held on to a big lead against Virginia Tech earlier this month was Paul Johnson.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Funny. It's amazing.
1: Um, yeah. Every, every Notre Dame loss this year has been by one score. And and it's been to a variety of teams, some of which are can be can be characterized as good-ish. Uh, you got your Stanford, your Navy, your Virginia Tech in there. They all qualify in that. Uh, you got Texas and Michigan State and Duke and NC State uh, as well. But can,
0: all of them, one loss. All of them, and, one,
1: and, all of them and, one score
0: losses. And you have Duke. Duke. Well, you know, this it is... is. Uh, this is, by the way, I mean, they blew a 17-point lead here, and that's crushing. But at least they got to do it in Blacksburg, right? Uh, got to just get out of there, get on the road, and, you know, give give the Hokies something to smile about, right? I mean, no, that's not. You, you know what this season what? is? This season is all their
2: bullshit wins from the 2012 season. They're paying back on those. They're finally there's, they're finally making good on those.
1: There's a little bit of that. There's also, I mean, I'm going to say this just to cover our collective asses. Um, whatever Nebraska was last year, Notre Dame is that this year. So if they come roaring back and win nine games last year, yeah, we saw it coming. You can't hurt us.
2: You heard what Ryan said. Notre Dame is four and seven.